What is the Ignition Cross Industry Collective? Who are the members and how can like-minded people from a wide range of industries benefit from getting involved? On this podcast, we hear the ICIC members respond to challenges that many face from the plant floor to the executive level. This is Inductive Conversations with Don Pearson and our guests today, Derek Randall, Dan Stoft, Lo Cameron, and Alan Ray, members of the ICIC who service different industries, including food and beverage, forest products, oil and gas, and pharmaceutical. We've actually got a great episode ahead today. And with us is the Ignition Cross Industry Collective, a group of ignition end users with an interesting goal, working together to improve their development tools and processes in ignition. So thanks to all of you for joining us today and welcome to everyone. I'm gonna start by asking each of you, because I have four guests today, and I'd like to talk just a little bit about uh, introducing yourself, briefly sharing what field you work in, um, and a bit about how you use Ignition, sort of set the stage for today's discussion. So with that, um, Derek, I'm gonna start with you. Yes, my name is Derek Randall. I work in the forest products industry. Uh, we are primarily using Ignition for collecting and reporting on production data. Um, some of our facilities are starting to use Ignition as an HMI though. Excellent, thanks a lot. How about you, Dan? I'm Dan Stoft. I'm in the food and bev industry. We've got uh, six manufacturing plants where we use ignition for virtually everything. Uh, we use it for MES. We use it for refrigeration control and reporting, wastewater control and reporting, mobile reporting, voice notifications, uh, pretty much you name it, we do it. Great. Thanks. And Lo? Yeah, I'm Lo Cameron. Um, I work in the pharma and biopharmaceutical industry, and we use Ignition as an HMI on many of our unit ops, as well as a way to tie the unit ops together to do unique and cool things. Cool. Alan. My name is Alan Ray. I work in oil and gas, and uh, we have about 2.5, 2.7 million tags around about that, and we are about halfway through doing the conversion to Ignition. Um, we do not use reporting, but we use everything else. Great, thanks Alan, and thanks again to all of you for taking some time to chat today. Alan, since I know you and I talked a while ago about the idea of Ignition for a cross-industry collective group, um, I may refer to the Ignition CIC throughout this conversation, but can you tell us a little bit about what is Ignition CIC, what's the mission of Ignition CIC, and well, a few sentences or more, depending on what it, what you wanna say about that. So this was really has come out of a, a desire to not just collaborate with end users, but um, we've been very fortunate. We live in California. Uh, my development team gets uh, opportunity every year to come down and sit with Travis and really get to do some incredible work uh, with the developers here. And we have access that a lot of companies don't have. And so one of the, one of the missions that we have in this group is we want to get, be a vehicle for some of these other companies that don't have that kind of access to be able to really through the collective be able to have that kind of direct access to some of the developers to Travis Cox to um, be able to um, really work with another with a community that is building extremely valuable tools and have access to those tools and be able to you know contribute to that tool set through the collective. And so the, the vision, the mission is like-minded people with the desire to improve uh, really the continuous improvement of the product 
through tools, through development, but even more than that, through having a voice back to inductive on how how the, the end user needs the product to work in, and um, change so that it's best for us. That sounds good. I, I want to build on that just a little bit because um, I know you and I actually had conversations when you brought the idea to me and we started discussing it. Um, what role did inductive automation and ignition play in maybe pushing the group off? Uh, I think it's important for Bill to understand that you're your own group. And with people like Travis, there's a feedback loop into us. We want you to be an independent group because you have unique sets of challenges and we should respond to them as part of one of the missions of this group. But what role was played as we, as we began this idea? It's, it really wouldn't be, not only would it not be where it is today, um, we had our first meeting at ICC 2018 and uh, you know we started talking probably around April and really didn't really nail anything down until um, July, August, and yet through your contacts, here, here's, here's the most powerful thing Inductive did for me, for the collective. I said to you, I don't know who can help me do this. I don't have the resources or the knowledge of different industries, and I need your guys' help to, to kind of help me tap some people that can get on board with us uh, and really see this thing get off the ground. And so you guys gave me a list of about five different people for them actively ch chair the vice chair position now and have been incredible. I mean, just the, the, the level of effort and the level of really jumping all in, being about the success and having a passion to see this thing work has been amazing. And so the success, even though me and you talked about it, it's really been, you know, people like Melanie and people that have made the connections and helped do a lot of the connections and letting people know that it was going to happen. We had 100 people at the first meeting with very little real getting the word out. And so we, we understand there's a desire for this to happen. We understand that the end users want it to happen, but it would not have happened without Inductive's hand in helping, uh, helping me get connected with these amazing people and also really getting the word out that it was going to happen. And then beyond that, the, the fact that you guys gave us space at the, at the conference and let us use your guys' sound equipment and really um, hosted us well as a big part of that too. Well, that's interesting you say that because there's some of the amazing people you're referring to are sitting around this table right now, so we'll get a chance to hear from them. Three of the five. Yeah. Three of the five amazing people. But what's interesting is that from the viewpoint of inductive automation, we would hear from amazing people who are these industrial organizations that are end users. And then if it's someone like Travis you mentioned or, or Kevin or any one of our sales engineers or other folks here, they'd see these amazing things that people were doing. We would also think, what if those people were sharing? Right. I mean, what if they were talking to each other? Our CEO in our very first conference talked about cross-pollination across industries. So when you came to the idea, I would say it looked like it was really going to be win-win for this entire community uh, because you would have your own creation on it and you'd have your own ideas and then we'd learn and we could input into it where it made sense too. So I think it ended up being a win-win and, and glad that you and, and, and the amazing group, and they really are, launched it and really got it going. So thanks for that little update, but I'd like to hear a story about 
how one of the amazing people got connected. Lo, let's go to you. Yeah, so our industry doesn't have a long history of using ignition, so we really kind of felt um, a little bit alone and expressed that regularly to uh, Dawn and other people within ignition. Um, we were constantly wanting to talk to other people in our own industry, wanting to talk to other people outside of our industry to understand if we were using it correctly, if there were opportunities that we weren't taking advantage of, and just to have people to uh, bounce ideas off of and to learn from. So it was Dawn that connected me to Alan uh, when Alan was looking to start this up, and it's been absolutely great. Um, I'm looking forward to it continuing to grow so I can meet people from my own industry but the cross-industry part has been really important, too, because we're so heavily regulated, we innovate very slowly when it comes to automation. And so learning from other people who are leading from out in front and can innovate more quickly than we can allows us to avoid repeating some of the mistakes that they've made and take advantage of all their successes. I think that's really a, a big part of what this is supposed to be about, is the benefits that come from that kind of cross-pollination outside of your own industries. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Dan, I know we've talked about that from the viewpoint of your industry. Can you comment a little bit on advantages of this kind of cross-pollination of ideas that you've experienced? Sure. The, uh, I think this group is the natural evolution of ICC. If you look at you know, the three or four days that, that cross-industry people are together at ICC, we find out we learn a lot in projects um, presented by people that are in completely different industries, and we teach people in different industries a lot. Um, but it's three days. You know, you, you take what you can get, you learn a little bit, and then you come back a year later and, and you repeat. To me, this is an evolution of that to where it can be more continuous. We can share ideas throughout the year. You know, we can do it via websites. We can do it uh, via webcasts. And we can do it at, at different conferences. Um, but we get we become a more cohesive group. Um, it, it's kind of like a forum on steroids. You know, it's a very focused forum on sharing best practices, um, sharing widgets that you've created, sharing templates you've created, and it, it, and the whole objective is for all of us to learn from each other. So it's a win-win. That's great. Thanks, Dan. Let's see if we can get something specific on that. So if you think about cross-pollination, we got you know four different, very different industries represented here. Can you think of, uh, Derek, let me put you on the spot on this one, something you've learned from others in this group. I realize this group is at the beginning stages. We're launching it. Part of this whole conversation is to let others know that they can and, and should take the opportunity to participate. But you've been engaged in it for a little while now since its inception. Anything you want to share on that area that you actually, a takeaway? <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, I've learned a lot of things. One of them is even though uh, we come from different backgrounds, educational levels, our companies are very different, um, you know, from huge corporations to small little facilities. Um, we all face a lot of the same challenges. And um, it, it is interesting and, and illuminating to get other people's perspective on the challenges that we, that we all face and how they're dealing with them and the frustrations and successes. Um, just last <laughs> night, you know, we were, we were having dinner and just uh, telling war stories. And yeah. Dan had mentioned something about... Um, how he breaks up his scan classes and got a better performance for that. And that was an issue uh, that I was having at one of my projects that I, I didn't even think about, you know, doing what he did. It's super simple. And um, yeah, that was big. Yeah, yeah. So just having those conversations, you meet, meeting with people, um, a, a lot of things come out and you learn, you really learn a lot. Yeah. 
You know, I think when you think about the idea of really building out autom automation strategies and taking advantage of those across multiple industries, it opens the door to the fact that there are so many commonalities of problem and cross-relevance, if you will, of solutions that you may not think about it in your daily life with people within your own industry, you know? Well, and the other thing that, that I've learned is, um, you know, you, you're, you're doing a project and it's kind of unique um, and you get done, but you're not sure, like, did, is that the best way to do that? What, you know, um, but, you know, chatting with other people and learning that they did something very similar um, and, you know, it gives you validation like, yeah, that was a really good way to do that. Or um, it, it kind of was, but there's some better ideas so you can go back and improve on that. But, you know, a lot of times uh, if you don't have a big team of technical people and you're kind of working by yourself, you don't really know like it works. But is that is that is that as good as it gets or can I can I be better? I think you just hit something that is actually fundamentally very true of Ignition broadly as a platform because it is a development platform that you do with it what you can do. Our CEO said many times, out of the box, it'll sit on your computer and do nothing for five years. You don't have to, nothing happens unless someone makes it happen. And if there's five different ways you could solve a problem, what are best practices? Yeah. And I think this cross, from, from my viewpoint, I look at this cross-industry collection, I go, there's a really big value in people who took the platform and did something with it, sharing how they found it to work best. And you can evaluate and say, do I, did I do it the best way? Mm -hmm. Just to your point, Derek, I think that's really critical. I don't know if anyone else wants to comment on that, but if anyone does. That, um, something that I found interesting, at the beginning of our relationship with Inductive, uh, one of the things that uh, was somewhat comical was, you know, five years ago, we'd go to the conference and everyone was talking about how big an application they had, right? We're talking 10,000 tags, 20,000 tags, and then, you know, we come along the scene early on and we're talking about millions of tags. And, and so the discussion about, um, you know, the, the discussions we've had was very hard to, to try to think through, okay, how is what you're doing gonna help me because I'm doing it at such a bigger scale. Yeah. Well now, fast forward five years, right? We have another oil and gas company that is with Inductive that makes us look small. Mm -hmm. So. Now, what, what we're seeing where we used to be able to help people go, hey, it's great that you're doing it that way, but understand, if you grow, you're going to start having these problems because we've had those problems, right? Yeah. We're talking, we, we're running 50, 100, 300,000 tags on a gateway, and these are some of the things we've seen. Right. Well, now we have another, other companies that are much larger than us that we now have taken the benefit of finding out, oh, we're doing some things that as we continue to grow is gonna cause us problems. And so we can learn from those things before we ever get to that place where we start actually having the problem, we have corrected it. And so I see that being very um, helpful for different, different size companies that are coming into this thing, starting to do things, and they don't even recognize that the, their, the practices they're using, and a lot of them are taught through the university, not, you know, it, there's nothing malicious about the way it's taught. It's a proper, fast way to do things. But as soon as you start scaling up, there's some things that you need to consider that it's just at a more advanced level that the way you should handle your tags and the way your scan groups and things that you do, you, you, unless somebody is there coming alongside of you, you're not going to learn until your system starts breaking. 
And yeah. so, man, is there an opportunity for us that have gone through some of those pain points to be able to help others to know that, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm doing that, and that caused that problem. I don't want that problem. I'm going to change. Sure. I think you hit some, something there that's actually critical with Ignition overall. Our CEO has said to me one time in, in my office, he said, we never could have thought what you end users were going to do when we gave you unlimited licensing. <laughs> what were you going to do with it? And it pushed the development, and it pushed our developers, and Carl and Kobe had to look at things and, and adjust the development timeline. I believe something like this collective, that's a continuous process. That just didn't happen once. You're talking about a five-year chunk of time yourself, Alan. What about the next five years? What are all of you and other members of the collective going to be doing with Ignition? Um, and you see it coming out in version 8. You see what we're doing with what the improvements have made. It's because people went from 25,000 tag system being big to 10 million plus being the order of magnitude we're talking about now. What does that mean for what can be done innovatively when you have unlimited projects? So there's a lot of challenges that I believe the collaboration between the collective members and inductive automation and the development timelines is going to be critical to the whole uh, utility of ignition across these industries. I'll say something else along that line. Um, selfishly, one of the things that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to with the collective is, um, again, we have a very large system. We've, we've done really four years of almost full-time development and Ignition 8 is coming out next or this year, right? Well, we wanna take advantage, or we wanna get off Java. Our security team wants us to get off of Java and wants us to move to HTML. So I'm excited about people like these three people that are sitting here with me, how they're going to help solve that problem, taking these older systems that were developed with the vision module, and we're going to, how are we going to convert these systems to the, this new platform? Um, we can't expect inductive to just come up with some magic widget that's just going to magically do it. But I've seen over time with the Ignition community, people are going to figure it out. And they're going to make tools, and they're going to have some processes. And so as we begin to do that work, and as we begin to share it amongst ourselves and make the tools better and better, right? So somebody comes up with an idea and brings it to the collective. Somebody else takes that idea and goes, man, that's, that's, that's very helpful. And if we did this, it would be even better. And then brings it back to the collective, and then somebody else says, man, if we were at this. And so as we make these these tools and these utilities together as a collective and share them, we are going to help each other continue to not just make our products better, but actually help us continue to, to improve um, the way that we handle our business, the way that we're transitioning through these upgrades and different things. And I think it's going to be very, very powerful for the collective as a whole to be able to help um, especially smaller companies that don't have the resources, don't potentially maybe not even have developers in-house, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're reliant on a contractor. And when you start thinking about have to pay a contractor to do a, a big transition, it's just going to be out of scope. Well, what if you as an end user said, well, I can leverage the collective and if they're willing to help, which I believe knowing these three and myself, we are willing to help. Well, now it's a different story. Now we may be able to leverage some of the expertise and tools. And so it's exciting. I'm very, very excited about the, 
the future and where we're going. I think you hit it. I totally agree with you. The, the potential for companies of all sizes to accelerate the speed of innovation and make it practical to innovate within their organizations when they don't have the resources of a larger company, but they have the resources of the collective. Um, and the, and the, the atmosphere and the sharing of the community members and ignition I've learned over the years is pretty strong anyway. Now we're putting a little bit of organization behind it, so there's a method to really take advantage of that, those kind of skill sets, those kind of innovative opportunities. So uh, one more question I want to throw your direction, though, is have you, since you started with this idea yourself, have you had opportunities to collaborate with others um, from the group that are in a different industry that, whatever, maybe Ignition was the spur, but it went a different direction or something, and you gained something from it? Yeah, I've, I've had, just from being in, engaged with these people and some of the people that have come to the first collective meeting, I've actually had an opportunity to make a relationship with um, a water wastewater, it, it was actually an integrator that's very excited about contributing to the group and uh, started talking and we ended up actually talking about a piece of hardware that they installed that we were considering. Had nothing to do with ignition per se, but because of the relationship and just the, the, com the camaraderie of, of talking together, this came about. He said, oh yeah, we've, we've installed that equipment. I said, man, we're considering it. And he actually invited me to go to to Tennessee to come out. They showed us their, their installation. They opened the hood, showed us everything they've done. You let us talk to their operators to find out really, you know, is this thing really working the way that the integrator is saying? And hosted us not just well, but exceptional. And so those kind of things of being able to, to start having these relationships with people you would never have a relationship with, you know, even in, in ICC, it's difficult because it's so packed full of time. But to have those, those relationships where you can start to now leverage not just the, yeah, let's, let's do this incredible thing with Ignition, which we're going to do, but, man, there's other things that we all deal with that we could benefit from. Yeah, I think that's a big thing, too, because, yeah, we're a little somewhat uh, egocentric here myself with regard to Ignition because that's what we do. But the truth is you're building out topologies, you're dealing with architectures that involve varieties of different pieces of hardware. How does it fit together? Who's doing what? Not just with Ignition, but to make their whole system work. Um, and how does it scale? And what are the different pieces you put into it? I mean, we're excited also about the evolution of the Ignition Onboard program where more and more device manufacturers are beginning to say, what can we do at the device level to help play into an infrastructure that gives you the power to make choices for the different architectures that you need? So I think that's going to make a big difference as more and more people participate in the collective also. So I want to go around the horn as we're kind of coming towards the close of conversation and give each of you a chance um, to maybe comment on where you see this uh, group going in the future and, and what are your hopes for Ignition CIC. Derek, let's go ahead and give you a chance to comment first. Well, uh, you know, like Alan said, I, I see this group as, as a way to collaborate uh, not only with Ignition but with other things. And I think if the, you know, the open source model has taught us anything is that the uh, you know, the wisdom of crowds is, is, is pretty strong and being able to tap into that and uh, get viewpoints from other people with different backgrounds and different industries, I think is, is invaluable. It's really a, a force multiplier. That's great. Well said. Dan, your final thoughts on where do you see it going or do you see the value for you as you go forward? I, I see two different paths. You know, I, I see just a general growth and, and more engagement from from maybe even industries we haven't thought of, you know, to, to get more 
different viewpoints into the same you know think tank but you know my hope is that we actually can spawn off in a little industry subgroups potentially mm-hmm. because like the oil and gas collective you know they get a lot of value out of that you know there, there's some stuff that is unique to food, food and bev and unique to pharma where you know there'd be an advantage for us to do a subgroup just to learn how we're dealing with stuff that is you know 100% unique to our manufacturing processes so I see a general growth and and hopefully the intent to grow to the point to where we can actually get little silos of, of manufacturing excellence in each different industry. You know, I think there's a, there's a lot of value in, in it evolving that direction. I know it'll evolve as you get participants in different industries who say, we like, we like the overall goal, but we'd like to subset around a vertical a little bit. It makes total sense. One of the challenges with Ignition that we see at Inductive Automation is because it's a platform, we don't serve an industry. We're trying to make it available to the domain expertise that HU has for your industry. But aggregating sort of that, that uh, sort of the open viewpoint you were talking about, Derek, of more and more people sharing, and then verticalizing it a little bit as it grows and the interest grows, probably a pretty logical evolution. Lo. Yeah, I agree with everything that Derek and Dan said. Um, and selfishly, I'm really excited to have a group to send my engineers to. You know, it's a great community for me, but One of the advantages of Ignition is I don't have to put 10 engineers on every development project. So I have people who are very much working alone on um, projects and that, I don't wanna lose their ability to bounce ideas off of other people. I don't wanna lose their ability to go out and kind of stress test ideas. And I think this could give them a forum to be able to do that while I still get to maintain the efficiency of running more projects than I could run before and getting more features out there than I could get before. That's great, thanks. Alan. I agree with everything that everyone said. I'm going to play off of what Dan said. And so some of the structure that we've created in this group, uh, which is kind of unique, is we've created a, a vice chair position. And so we have currently there are six board members for Ignition CIC. And the, the five vice chair members are from different industries. And so we, we're kind of trying to set this thing up in the manner that we make sure that each of the industries has a voice into the into the actual board to ensure that their voice is being heard and that they have an opportunity to have representation at that board level. My hope is that we can leverage some of the structure and some of the formality that we're creating and some resources to really help these industries have those silos, to be able to leverage some of the things in the structure that we're creating to have a splintered off group and mm-hmm. still be able to use some of the resources and, and whether it's the website or whether it's whatever it is, but give them really a vehicle to have those, those industry specific um, discussions and sharing of ideas and doing those things. And so I'm really excited about the, the cross industry. That's where my passion is, is around. Um, and I am, I am fortunate enough to also be included with the oil and gas, so I see the benefit of that also. So that, that is all going to be outstanding. And so my hope is to leverage really the power of the, the collective to empower these other industry-specific things to be able to have those tighter-knit groups and, and then bring that learnings to the collective. So that's kind of where I see this thing going. That's great. 
Thanks to all of you for just input on where you see it going. I think to just kind of wrap it up as we come sort of the close of our time, I'll, I think I'll throw it to you, Alan, because the truth is part of the goal of this is to get people involved, to let them know about it, to hear what you guys think, and to let them see if it makes sense for them to participate. So how does someone get involved with Ignition CIC? So it's very easy. Um, we have a website. The website domain is called ignitioncic.com. You can go right to that website. There's a there's a call to action at the front page where you can register for the group. Um, once you're registered for the group, you'll be notified on the events that are happening, and we'll have an opportunity that, to be able to contact you. We have a privacy policy, and we have a code of conduct, and we have some structure there to make sure that, that if you do register that you're protected. We're not going to take your information and share it with, you know, sell it or do anything like that. Um, so that's how you can get engaged. Um, the events that are more than likely are gonna be consistent. We will have a, an event at the ICC, the Ignition uh, Community Conference, and we are also uh, starting a partnership and a really a very healthy partnership with uh, Ignition and C a ARC, which the conference is held in Florida, and we plan on having an event at on the East Coast and one on the West Coast every year. Excellent. So I think with that, we kind of got a good take and first exposure to people who are listening to this. Clearly, you have the ability to follow up. We certainly are interested in having anyone that has an interest in becoming involved in Ignition CIC to get in contact with Alan to follow up on these recommendations for the website and um, look forward to seeing more of you both at the ARC conference meeting that comes up next month. Uh, in Florida and into the future more interaction. With that, thanks everyone for taking time to talk today. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Hey listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.